This message comes from NPR sponsor Total Wine and More. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, find what you love and love what you find at Total Wine and More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. It's Bullseye. I'm Jesse Thorne. Time now for the song that changed my life. Chance for Bullseye guests to dig way back into their brains and serve us a little bit of their personal musical history, the tune that made them who they are today. And on deck, we have Bobby Rush. Daddy told me on his dying day, give up your heart, but don't you lose your head. You come along, girl, what did I do? Lost my heart and my head went too. Lord have mercy. Little girl, little girl, you show can cook. Little girl, little girl, you got me. When you cook that chicken, say me to head. Bobby Rush is a blues guy, Chicago blues specifically. Coming up, he hung out and played with Jimmy Reed, Buddy Guy, and Howlin' Wolf. And whereas Reed, Guy, and Wolf were virtuosos at their instruments, scholars of the blues, Bobby Rush was something different. Audacious, funny, eclectic, and a legendary songwriter. Here's his 1991 hit, I Ain't Studdin' You. Woman love me, and some folks say she don't, but it don't make no damn difference long as I'm getting what I want. I ain't studying you. I tell you, I ain't studying you. If you think I'm gonna leave my woman because what somebody said, you must be crazy. Go out of your doggone head. Bobby Rush is now 89 years old. He is not slowing down. He won a Grammy for his 2017 album Porcupine Meat. It was his first. And earlier this year, he released All My Love For You. My name is Bobby Rush. I want everybody to know I was born to sing the blues. I sing the blues everywhere I go. I'm not like B.B. King. I'm not like Guitar Slim. When we asked Bobby Rush about the song that changed his life, he picked one recorded by a close friend of his, Little Walter. We'll let Bobby take it from here. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Bobby Rush. Here's a song changed my whole life at the beginning of my musical life. I 
Ah, be the first time I heard it, even before he recorded it. Got to be in 1955 or 56. Man, it remind me so much of this little lady that I was involved with. My baby don't stand no cheating, my baby. Oh, no, you don't stand no cheating, my baby. Oh, yes, I know she love me. I said, wow, this is it. This is just my effort. <laughs> this is it. And the way Walter played it, you know, it was, you know, cause this knocked me off my feet. I remember, oh, I heard it from WLAC Radio, John R., playing it on in Nashville, Tennessee. At that time, John R. was big in, in radio, and uh, it was satellite, but we didn't know anything about satellite. We thought it was next door, <laughs> you know? And I, I heard this record play, and I, uh, when I met Walter, I was so dumb about radio at that time. We was in Chicago, but the record was playing in Nashville. I said, man, I heard your record play, playing yesterday. I thought he was in Nashville yesterday <laughs> and didn't know that was radio, you know. Well, that's country boy for you. My baby don't stand no fooling, my baby. Oh, yeah, she don't stand no fooling, my baby. Oh, yeah, she don't stand no fooling. You know, I want to tell you that Walter was a harmonica player. We call him harp player. But he always played a harp like a horn player, like a tenor horn player. Do the old daring? And and that he had that style. He had a, was a blues man, but he had a style like a horn player playing jazz. All the way to Chicago. And then nobody can get that. I bring you a gentleman by the name of Little Walter. Our harp business was a harmonica, and our, uh, of course, you know, you got the, the David playing the harp with upright harp with the string. That's a different harp, but we're talking about the harmonica. We, the, the people in our day called it Mississippi saxophone. But it's, it's a harmonica, that's what it is, you know. God, I remember. He went to Waukegan, Illinois, and wanted me to go with him. He said, blood, that's what he called me. Come go to Waukegan with me. We went to Waukegan, Illinois, right out of Chicago. And he drank a lot, and he was buying beer for everybody. I said, wow. And I didn't have $3 in my pocket. I thought Walter was rich because he was buying all the ladies the beer. They were 25 cents a piece for a quarter beer. And he was set up... Three or four of them around the bar, which was probably about a dollar and a half or what like. That. And he he told me about two or three hours later, Bobby Rush. I said, Yeah, he said, I got to go home and get some more money. Go home and get some more money. He went to his car and opened the trunk. And he was about drunk at that time. 
he said, and the tr- it was full of money. I mean, one dollar bills, and it just fluffed all up in the trunk. I thought he was a millionaire. Probably wasn't about two, three hundred dollars in one dollar bills. But to me, that was I didn't have any money, man. I said, Walter, where do you get all this money? He said, playing hard, boy. Just playing hard. I said, that's what I'm going to do the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm going to play hard so I can get rich and buy the girls some, some beer. <laughs> Oh, I played with Little Walter many times. I played in the same setting. And he was one of the reasons would call me to play as well as I played because when you were around Little Walter, he was so good. If you didn't play up to his standard, then you get throw out the building. So I would play his style, then I would go into my style, and they would say, oh, Bobby Rush, man, you got something happening with this, man. Because you, you couldn't play too much of it because Walter take your lick next week and you hear him on the, on the radio, man, on somebody's record. <laughs> but little Walter had his sound. Little Walter had his sound. I would say if you want to listen to the blues, you ought to listen to a little Walter. Not only that he created at the time, but he modified it to the point where it was like blue, jazz, rock. I think he meant everything to the blues because Little Walter, see, at the time Little Walter was in, harmonica was a thing that black people wasn't into to harp as much because the harmonica and singing the blues was something less than something else because that's the way white people wrote about it until the white people started doing it. Then they wrote that the blues was the big thing to do when they could do it. As long as black people's only were doing it, it was it was something less than something else. Little Walter put a stamp on the harmonica. He also put a stamp on my baby. There's nobody can sing that song different with sign my baby. I don't care who they, they my babe. My baby, I know she Walter was so slick, he took the Y out of baby. <laughs> my baby. <laughs> B-A-B-E. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Walter, man. You know. Well, yes, I know she love me. She don't do nothing but kiss and hug me, my baby. It's one of the few songs that got the same meaning and the same riff. Cause when you say my baby, don't you can't do nothing with that. It's, it's what it is, it's what it is. What you see is what you get. Little Walter music and the style of his playing mean everything to me as a harp player. It may not mean that much to you if you talk about the music itself, but as a harmonica player, it mean everything to me. But nevertheless, I learned so much from Walter, from the things he did. So when he when he put this record out, my baby. And 
you can't beat Lil Walter. You, you can't beat him out, and you can't beat him under. You can't beat him doing what he's doing, because what he he put a stamp on the harmonica thing. That's it. Bobby Rush on the song that changed his life, My Babe by Little Walter. Bobby's new album is called All My Love For You. We'll go out with one more song from it. This is I Want To. What I wanna do Play with your poodle You play with mine Take your home That's the end of another episode of Bullseye. Bullseye is created from the homes of me and the staff of Maximum Fun in and around greater Los Angeles, California. Will the lemon bush that I transplanted make it? It's in shock right now. I did a bad job transplanting it, I'm not going to lie, but I'm hopeful. Maybe we'll find out on a future update in the credits of Bullseye. Our show is produced by Speaking Into Microphones. Our senior producer is Kevin Ferguson. Our producers are Jesus Ambrosio and Richard Roby. Our production fellow at Maximum Fun is Brianna Paz. We get booking help from Mara Davis, who, believe it or not, I'm about to meet in real life for the first time. I'm headed to Atlanta, where she lives, on tour with my friend John Hodgman. So uh, we'll see what she's like. Our interstitial music, we have meetings, of course, on the internet. Our interstitial music is by DJW, also known as Dan Wally. Our theme song is called Huddle Formation. It was written and recorded by the Go Team. Our thanks to them. Our thanks to their label, Memphis Industries. Bullseye is on Instagram now. Yes, that's right. The latest trend. We've jumped onto it. At Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. Search for us and and follow us. And uh, we post fun clips from the show and uh, pictures of me and my guests and all kinds of neat stuff. But I think that's it. Just remember, all great radio hosts have a signature sign-off. Bullseye with Jesse Thorne is a production of MaximumFun.org and is distributed by NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside.